Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Do you know that I love you? I love you. I adore you. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so happy that we are on this incredible spiritual journey together. I am so happy that our paths have crossed. And I truly do mean that by the bottom of my heart. And I will tell you, I don't think I tell you often enough. So when you listen to my episodes or you join me on Coffee and Cards on Sundays, I have a blast hanging out with you. And I am grateful to be someone that you actually listen to and that you might agree with, maybe sometimes not agree with. But I hope that this is a little bit of a gift to you um, around this Halloween spooky season because I'm going to be giving you some really cool traditions or things that you can do right now around this Halloween time where we have so much fun or opportunities for a lot of fun. So I actually just heard a knock in my office and nobody else is home. So guess what? That might be spirit saying, yep, we're on it. These traditions or these little events that you can do by yourself with a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, child, or with the whole family. I hope that you love them as much as I do. I have done most of these, but I decided to do a little bit of research and see if there's some other really cool ideas out there. And guess what? I found some really, really fun things that you can do. So I want to get right into them. But before I do, I have to tell you, that these are not the typical ones. But I do want to remind you of some of the typical ones just in case, okay? And those are going to be ones where you do pumpkin carvings. You know, I haven't really done pumpkin carvings since I was a kid. And then you also have like horror movies, you know, that you can watch. You could go ahead and do a marathon of, you know, different paranormal shows like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. You can go to haunted houses. Like I haven't gone to those because I'm not really into them. But, you know, I'm talking about the ones where there's like actors and stuff like that. My brothers used to work at those. And so you have those, you have escape rooms and you have hay rides and corn mazes. So I invite you to soak up all of the spirit, all the witchiness of this season. And don't forget that I am holding a seance. It's an atypical seance. Okay. I am actually hosting a seance event with a coffee and cards club. Um, but you can join even if you're not in the club, because it's going to be the club that are doing the readings for the seance. So I will definitely put the link in the show notes for you if you're interested in that. Well, let's get right into some of the traditions that you can start this year. Okay. The first one, I love this so much, and I do this actually throughout the whole year, and you might have heard me talking about it before, and that is Fright Night Fridays. So here in my house, we do Fright Night Fridays. It's actually only me and my husband, but I love it so much, and this is when we make something for dinner that's usually buffet style. So a lot of times, we do something where it includes a lot of toppings and things like that, and we can eat lots and lots of it, and we can just kind of keep on going, almost like family style, if you will. A couple of the dishes that we cook that really 
go along with this theme are going to be like sushi bowls where we have, you know, seaweed in there. Maybe we have some rice and then we have all different kinds of toppings like cucumber and avocado. And then we have all different kinds of fish that's cooked, by the way. Like shrimp and smoked salmon and there's so many other ones that i cannot think of right now oh we have the imitation crab meat and stuff like that and we just have fun and then we have like green onions too as well and wasabi and soy sauce and it's so much fun so we'll eat a meal like that or sometimes we do chipotle bowls sometimes we do cheeseburger bowls which are really amazing and we listen in the dark so complete darkness and we have dinner by the candlelight. And then we put on spooky paranormal shows. It's so much fun. So I usually just have my phone out and I go to YouTube and I Google, you know, paranormal stories and I do it in the story format. And it is a blast. And me and my husband will spend an hour, two hours there. And then sometimes we will have a little camp out in the living room and we will watch a paranormal show or ghost story and those kinds of things absolutely love it. I do have to tell you though, if you are with someone that is not open spiritually and they don't like paranormal stuff or whatever, or maybe you're still in this awkward phase where maybe you're opening up to them, but they're not, and you're not really sure how to navigate this. This is what I did because my husband was never into any of this stuff. He would never ever watch any ghost shows and things like that. And I would watch it behind his back. And what ended up happening was one day I was watching Ghost Hunters. And this was a show that I used to watch all the time back in my 20s, all of the time. I loved Ghost Hunters, even though I was really scared of it. But I was watching it one day and he comes in and usually normally I would like turn it off. I would be like, oh my God, he doesn't like this. And I'm not going to watch it and feel his disapproval. But I finally stood up for myself and I was like, yeah, I'm watching this. I like it, you know, and it's so funny because he might have sat down with me and watched it with me. And guess what? Now we watch it all the time. We started on different paranormal shows and we have watched all of Ghost Adventures. We have tried watching Ghost Hunters again and it's just so much fun. So just know that if you have the right person maybe with you, they'll be a little bit more open or they will get open as you explore your own journey. So keep optimistic. We can go on to another one that we do that I think is so much fun. I love this. And sometimes we do this after we've had dinner. So we might have our Fright Night Friday dinner and listen to some of those scary shows. But then what we love to do is we go out on a scary story walk. And so how this happens is that you go for a walk at night, okay, it has to be at night, in your neighborhood, that's fine, okay, at a park if you want, that'd be probably even cooler too. But what we do is that I have ear pods, and then he puts one of the ear pods in one ear, and I put the ear pod in the other ear, and we just play those same ghost stories, but we're walking around the neighborhood, and it is a blast, because it's like, we're walking and we're so engrossed into the story a lot of the times that we'll be like, oh my God, like it's so funny. We probably could walk miles and miles and miles listening to these stories. It's a little bit different when we go on our ghost walks. On our ghost walks, what we do typically is we listen to true stories of people being interviewed by their, you know, about their ghostly encounters and stuff like that. So instead of being a story format all the time, sometimes we'll listen to podcast episodes and things like that that actually have the person telling like what it was like in that moment when they saw a ghost, this paranormal thing happened. And it actually sparks up a lot of really good conversations too, because it's always like, 
like, oh my God, what would you do? Like, I would die. Like, I would just freak out. Like, they would have to put me away in a crazy Looney Tune house or whatever it is. Like, I would never be the same again. So it was really, really cool because then my husband would be like, oh no, that's like nothing. And so it's really neat. And you kind of bond a little bit with that. Now, this one you can't always do. So this is number three. You can't always do this one, but maybe if you're in somewhere other than Michigan, you'll be able to do it. And I just think it's such a great idea. And that is going for bike rides, looking at all the Halloween decor. So you know how we usually are used to go ahead and look at the Christmas lights. So we're going to be doing that, but we also get on our bikes. So it was actually a couple of years ago, my la my son's last I think Halloween at home and we all got on our bikes and we just pedaled around the neighborhood. It was so beautiful out for October in Michigan. It was so nice. And then we just went around the whole neighborhood looking at all the really cool Halloween decor and decorations of the house. And some people are getting kind of crazy, but if you wanted to, you could actually do what a lot of people do. And they go to like the really cool neighborhoods that have like really, really neat, you know, um, decorations and stuff like that. Ride your bike. If it's too cold, then of course you could use your car, but I love this. It's so much fun. So much fun. It is one thing that I do basically every year. If I can't get on my bike, then guess what? We are going to be doing the walk that way. And we just go looking out for all the coolly cool, um, Halloween decorations. All right. So this is a very interesting one that I have to tell you. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but pumpkins wasn't really what we use to carve jack-o'-lanterns. Does that make sense? It, we used to not use pumpkins. The tradition actually stems from the British Isles when they used turnips, not pumpkins. And it goes to this really cool story about Stingy Jack, and you can look it up and stuff like that. But when, you know, Halloween came over here to America and it got Americanized, um, they changed it into pumpkins. And I believe it was because pumpkins were just more readily available, but it's actually turnips. So what I would invite you to do is also maybe paint a turnip instead of a jack-o'-lantern. And your kids are going to be like, what in the world? And be like, hey, this is the true tradition of this pagan holiday is turnips, not pumpkins. Or maybe you could do both. And I don't think I would want to carve a freaking turnip. I think I would just want to paint it. And according to what I have read, that the pagans used to use it to scare off bad spirits. And then they would put them on the porch, keeping the spirits away. Because on All Hallows Eve, the spirits can roam the earth once again. And so they were like, whoa, I don't want them coming to my house. So I'm going to like paint this turnip and it's going to be really scary and it's going to warn them off. So this is one that I have not done, but I am going to do it this year. And I invite you to do it the same. And if you have kids, I would love to see the pictures on their faces, like the expressions on their faces. Now, like see pictures of those expressions. That's what I meant to say. And I would love that. That'd be so cool. Like, Maybe I should invite my son over to carve pumpkins, but then he shows up and they're actually turnips. That would be funny. I would totally do that. So maybe you can start a new tradition and paint turnips. <laughs> all right. So here is another one that me and my husband do a lot, but we do this all throughout the year and not just on Halloween, but I think that it could be really, really cool idea to do on Halloween or around Halloween. And that is a visiting cemetery. I know I've done it during the day, a lot during the day, actually, and then also at night. I like to see it during the day 
because it really just brings me back down to earth. I think that a cemetery is actually a pretty beautiful place. Um, there's a lot of love inside of a cemetery. The only thing that's really sad that I feel, of course, there's the grief when the person passed away, but I feel more of the sadness of the person of the things that they didn't do when they were alive that they wish they would have done. It says like there is no like sadder place or whatever than a cemetery of unfulfilled dreams or something along those lines. And I completely resonate with that. And you can play really cool um, games too. You can go ahead and be like, okay, I'm going to walk over this in a tombstone. And what is the year that they passed? Try to guess it before you see it. Try to guess their name. And then this is a game that I play a lot in a cemetery. I'll be like, okay, draw me towards a tombstone with the name of somebody I know. And so then I'll be like, okay, and then I'll walk over the tombstone and it'll be like, oh my gosh, that's the name of my aunt. That's so cool. And I do that. And what my husband likes to do is he will literally go tombstone to tombstone and he will honor that person, especially if they were a veteran. So it's kind of crazy, but I say, hey, go even during the day and then also go to at nighttime. So we went at nighttime, but it just wasn't the same. I, I, I don't think that there's a lot of spirits there, at least not in the ones that I went to. It didn't really feel spooky. Oh, my God, though. Guess what? There was a cemetery that I went to that was haunted. OK, you know what? If you don't want to hear the story about this haunted cemetery, then you can just fast forward this part. But I feel compelled to tell you. So I am with this guy. He was my boyfriend at the time. Okay. I was before I was married and we are in the cemetery. If you want to know where it is, it is in Fenton. And I forgot what road it is. I think it was on Fenton Road, Fenton Road in Fenton, Michigan. And it's a very, very small cemetery. And me and my boyfriend were just like in the moment, if you will. And he was dropping me off at a house nearby that I was living at. And we were just saying goodbye to each other. And it was really funny because all of a sudden I hear this little girl and it sounded like she was on the other side of the window. And I hear her say, hello. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. But my boyfriend didn't say anything. So I just kind of ignored it. And then all of a sudden I hear, hello. Like she was trying to talk to us and we didn't freaking like look at her. I mean, I looked at him and I was like, did you hear that? Again? Yeah, did you hear that? He was like, yeah, I heard it both times. I'm like, you heard it both times? If you looked around that area, the closest house was my house. Okay. And it was still not very close at all. And I was like, ah! Remember, I was scared of this stuff. I told you, I was like, I was so scared. And he just took off. And I'm like, yes. And I have never been back to that cemetery before, but I think I should. Because that was clear. It was so clear. Especially how the second hello was like a hello. I'm like, oh. So yeah, I guess maybe some, some cemeteries are haunted. But the ones near my house now are really beautiful. And I swear to God, there is a cemetery right down the road from me that I visited with my husband when we were on a bike ride once and we went to a cemetery. And this tree is a healing tree. It helped my shoulder and my arm so much. In fact, when I left the tree, left the cemetery, and we were riding back, I told my husband, I'm like, I think it healed my arm. And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, but it feels like a chiropractor. So you know how when you go to a chiropractor and you have some relief for a minute and then it kind of messes back up again if you don't go consistently? So the pain started coming back a little bit slowly. So what I ended up doing was I drove right back to the cemetery and I'm like, I have to see if this truly works. So I went back to the cemetery, put my hand back on that exact same tree, you know, asked the, the tree for healing and things like that. 
bam, it worked again. I am not lying. Why am I not always visiting that tree? It'd be cheaper than a chiropractor appointment. But that tree is in the middle of a very beautiful cemetery in a very unique spot. There's something about that spot that's unique. And I forgot what it was. It doesn't have a lot of shade, even though there's a tree there. So I don't know. Anyways, I digress. Let's go on to another tradition that you can start right now. And that is bonfires. You know, bonfires is like a tradition for Halloween. I didn't know that. So maybe you knew that, but I didn't. And so there's many different traditions that go along with bonfires around Halloween time. But one of the most common ones is going to be that the pagans used to build a really large fire to warn off the evil spirits around this time. So maybe you can do that. It'll be super fun. Maybe you are one of them that bonfires a lot and you can do like those scary stories and things like that as you paint your turnips and have a bonfire. All right. So we're moving on to this really, really cool one. Oh my God. I cannot wait to do this. And one of my friends recently told me, she's like, Heather, you love things. And that is true. I am a theme person. I did not realize that until she said that. And then as soon as she said that, I realized I'm a theme person. So this is the theme. Okay. So, well, okay. I can't tell you the theme yet. Okay. I'm going to tell you what it is. It is a dumb supper. Have you ever heard of it? I have never heard of a dumb supper. Like, where have I been? Now, this goes back many, many, many years. I don't even know how many years, like century probably at least. I don't know. But back then, dumb was a cinnamon for silent or mute. So this is going to be a dinner that you eat in silence. I know, a little awkward. I'm like, okay, some people are chewing and stuff like that. So I might have to have a little bit of background music, you know? But it's supposed to be complete silence. No one is supposed to uh, talk at all. So you eat in silence. And you also have a chair for a past loved one to sit in or many past loved ones. And you can have items there and things like that. It's kind of like the day of the dead, how they sit down and, you know, they have dinner with their family members that have passed away. So it's something very similar. I think that it actually outdates that tradition, but you have a chair and then you can put, you know, their belongings that they loved and things like that, or maybe in pictures of them in the chair and those kinds of things. And then you have to serve everybody um, in silence. Okay. It's supposed to be, as soon as they walk into the dining room, there is no talking. And then as you enter the dining room, then you're supposed to like say something or give blessings like in your mind, I'm guessing telepathically, I'm assuming, you know, to the chair, to the people who have passed that you are honoring, you know, for this night. And then everybody sits down, everybody is served, including the spirits that you have, you know, invited to join with you. And this could be, you know, you could have several chairs if you want. I have too many past loved ones. So I think that I'm just going to like, this is going to be a decked out chair. Okay. I have this vision that I'm going to have like my mom's stuff on there and then my grandma's scarves on there, maybe some pictures of people that I don't have some stuff from. And I'm just going to have a beautiful freaking chair and I am going to make this a night to remember, but you can also go a little step further because a lot of people treat this dinner very special and they go in reverse. So they will have dessert first and then they will have like a main course and then they will have like their appetizers. So they do it backwards a little bit. And I think that it has to symbolize with life, you know, like life goes one way and then that's, you know, back way. It's almost like bringing them forward. I'm not sure if that makes sense or not made sense in my mind, but I cannot wait because the theme, 
they have some really good themes and I haven't looked on Pinterest yet, but they said that you can have it like be an obituary invitation for people to come to your house, you know, to have like this dumb supper. And then that you can also have it to where you cook foods that your loved ones used to love. So maybe I'll make my mom's lasagna. Maybe I'll make my grandma's. Oh my God. Why did I think of her bologna sandwiches? But maybe like the little Debbie's will be like the dessert or, you know, things like that. Maybe their favorite drink. Maybe they used to love whiskey or iced tea or diet Coke, whatever it is, go all out and have some freaking fun. Right. And really engulf that moment. Because I tell you what, your past loved ones are around you. OMG WTF. Think about this. If you passed away, wouldn't you be like haunting the F out of your family? I know that I would. And so, and I am going to, by the way. All right. And I'm probably going to haunt you too. Because I'm going to be like, who listened to this episode? Okay. I'm going to haunt them. And so um, go ahead and have whatever that you want that really honors them and things that, that they loved and make it so much fun. Fun. I feel like a lot of times that we just get um, wrapped around the axle too much. We are just way too serious. And for me, specifically, as I think about this dumb supper, I'm like, oh my God, who will I invite? I don't even have a table big enough. I want everybody to experience this. So then have it more than one night. And then here's another thing that I was thinking of too. You can have the people that you're inviting over to your house, make their past loved ones food, and then bring it to the home. Does that make sense? So you can actually have them bring it and then it's almost like a potluck. And that's really, really neat. So I hope that you have loved some of these Halloween traditions. I would love to know like which one that you are thinking about starting for you or which one do you want to try? So definitely comment below. And if you can't, then go ahead and meet me on social. Okay. And tell me there because I really cannot wait to hear. And if you have one, oh, girlfriend, boyfriend, I need to hear. Okay. This is my jam. I want every single day in October to be jam packed with some spiritual fun. So definitely let me know. All right. Thank you so much for joining me and happy, happy spooky times. Thanks for tuning in to the spiritual AF life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.